0: Good afternoon good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. Hope everyone's happy, safe and well. I want to welcome you back to another episode of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty series. In this series, we have the privilege of speaking with brand leaders about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Bryce Boothby. He is the Director of Global Technology for McDonald's. How are you today, Bryce? I'm fantastic. How are you, Mark? Uh, doing well, thank you. Uh, good good catching up with you. I understand you were just out of the, the States a little bit doing some travel. How, how was that?
1: Yeah, it was great. Uh, I was in the UK and then Germany for about two weeks, really getting to meet the uh, teams out in the field there and understand their business a little bit more and how their customers are interacting with their technology and their platforms. So it was awesome. It's awesome. Uh, yep.
0: First off, when we uh, start
1: these, we like to
0: get to know the, the people we're talking to on a more personal level. So I'd you know, love to learn, uh, learn a little bit more about you, uh, You know, maybe some of your history, uh, your role at McDonald's, and maybe even a fun fact. Do you like to travel? Do <laughs> you have 14 kids? Do you like to pay a sale? Paris, uh, Paris oh, well, what's, what's a passion or a fun fact as well?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, so I've been at McDonald's for seven years, um, always within kind of the digital marketing Uh, space. So I helped to launch the uh, mobile app in the U.S., kiosks, mobile ordering, uh, delivery, all of those different channels over the past uh, several years. I also worked on our our U.S. loyalty team to launch the My McDonald's Rewards Program last year, which has had really good success. And then more recently, I transitioned into a technology role where I oversee uh, our core restaurant technology platforms uh, globally. So it's been a great transition. Um, it's, ha- it's been a ton of different experiences. Um, from a more personal perspective, I live in Chicago I've been here for eight years and a fun fact uh, I guess you could say about me is that I have a marketing degree from Hamburger University, which I first got when I started at McDonald's. okay the diploma and everything with it. What goes into to that degree? So, it's actually a really cool program that McDonald's has, has done for decades, probably. But essentially, what you do is you're in a class uh, for about a week. And what you do is you learn all the different aspects of how McDonald's comes up with a marketing campaign. And so, it's everything from the insights to the planning to the execution. And you learn all of those different phases, and then they give you a case where you actually bring that to life and present it to executive leadership uh, at McDonald's. So it's a really cool experience and a really um, interesting journey to go through. That's awesome. That's great.
0: Uh, And it obviously would help you uh, with uh, kind of your role in customer loyalty and now in technology for McDonald's.
1: Yes, very applicable.
0: Absolutely, great. Well, uh, as we know, and as uh, you talked about kind of the success you've seen with regard to your customer loyalty programs that you've launched both in the US and uh, kind of internationally as well. Can you tell us a little bit about the role technology plays in supporting these customer loyalty uh, programs uh, and kind of how it impacts the, the guest experience uh, kind of across these various regions?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, the way that we look at technology at McDonald's is it's really the engine that powers all these different customer experiences, right? And so, whether it's at McDonald's where the product that you're ordering is food and a more physical product, or if you look at a company like Amazon where you're typically purchasing goods online or Uber, somewhere like that, all of these different companies essentially facilitate a seamless and positive customer experience through technology. And so for McDonald's, what that means is all the different touch points where a customer can order, where they can pay, how they pick up their food. A lot of that is all facilitated through technology today. So it's critical, not just for us to have the platforms, but that they are world-class and best-in-class to deliver unique experiences for those customers.
0: Okay. And, and you and I have had a couple of uh, conversations in the past. Uh, the different regions look at technology differently, but your role is to really package different technologies up and kind of help brands kind of roll them out as the, they can, correct? Uh, and kind of figure out what's best for them based on uh, kind of the uniquenesses of, of the disparate markets.
1: Yeah. So one of the, the cool parts about McDonald's, but also one of the challenges is we operate in over a hundred countries across the globe And so we have a more centralized uh, type of technology where we develop things at a core level and then we hand it off to the markets for them to localize. What that means for us is that a lot of the time we have to develop capabilities, features, functionality that are controlled centrally, but have the flexibility for different types of customers and different types of need states in all the different markets. So it's a cool challenge to, to have to try and figure out what the right balance is but um, that's that's definitely something that's been a unique difference that I've noticed at McDonald's versus some other companies.
0: Okay. And obviously, you don't want to be ethnocentric. Uh, are there some uniquenesses you don't necessarily have to name the countries that where some countries may be more control oriented, or they they may be more uh, marketing may be different, or even just kind of processes that are unique to some markets? And you know, how do you how do you taking those into consideration?
1: yeah so it's it's tough right i mean we have to look at um what are some of the really beneficial platforms and programs whether it's from a marketing perspective or from a capabilities point of view that resonate with customers in one market and then how do you build and have kind of the communication path within your organization to share those learnings from france to the uk to the us to australia and share those best practices so that the local teams there can say, yeah, this is something that our customers would like. We need to really develop this from a global perspective and make it a little bit more robust. At the market level, a lot of these ideas are a little bit more grassroots, especially in terms of the marketing campaigns. And then those bubble up to a more global level. Um, but it's it's definitely a challenge that we're continually trying to work through and figure out, you know, how do you how do you share best practices? How do you develop things for all countries, but also leave the, the flexibility for the local markets to control uh, for their customer base?
0: Okay. I mentioned your previous role was focused on uh, in-store customer experience and employee focused design, You know, making sure that the employees understood the value of the customer, uh, the technology, and then how to leverage that. You know, what did you learn in that role that kind of helps you in your current role with regard to kind of a more holistic uh, technology kind of roll out?
1: Yeah, so great question. Uh, And I would say there's really two things. So the first is that um, technology is really just one piece of the equation, right? And what I mean by that is, if you build technology that facilitates an experience, you still have to have a really good customer experience and you have to have great execution by the crew in order for all of those touch points to work harmoniously and to deliver a great customer experience. And so I think a lot of times organizations work in silos, technology might develop something, the crew might be trained on something separately, and then there's a team working through the customer experience. If those different groups aren't working together and collaborating and discussing how they should come to life, then you often have a break in the chain where the customer experience falls down flat. So that's one thing that I I really noticed in my last role and I try to take me into this one. And then the second thing is when uh, you're working more so in a market role, you have the ability to be a little bit closer to the end customer. And so you learn things about the business that are really imperative. You learn things about how the customers behave that help you when you go to a global perspective to build better products and to have that lens when you're developing new capabilities and new features. And so like one example of that is at McDonald's, we are hyper-focused on speed of service and making our product as convenient as possible. So when you go through the drive-through, we look at the drive-through time as a matter of seconds. And if we're able to shave even one second off of the drive-through, if we're able to do that for 40,000 locations across the globe, That can mean the difference of millions of dollars in the matter of a month. So when we're building features and capabilities, we have to have that perspective of, okay, that's really important to the market that we can cut off one second of performance time. So how can we re-architect this feature? How can we rethink it to deliver that convenience and that value um, so that we build better products?
0: That's excellent. Okay. You t- talked about uh, understanding the silos, understanding some of the organizational constraints. Are there certain uh, countries that uh, may be, uh, you know, different in regard to how they look at silos or how they uh, engage the employees that may make it di- uh, more difficult or maybe easier to, you know, roll out some of the processes that uh, you are in charge of now?
1: I wouldn't say it's, it's really market to market. Um, I do think it's just an evolutionary um, journey that our company is going through and something that we've actually made pretty good strides with is when you look back at any organization, probably 20, 30 years ago, the role of technology in that organization was mostly back office, right? It was back office support of hardware, technology, and now technology plays a more Uh, front-facing role where it's actually delivering a customer experience. So it can't just work in a silo like it used to. It has to be in constant contact with operations. You have to be in constant contact with marketing. And you have to be in lockstep with how you actually develop and then hand off these features and capabilities to the market. So that when I build a, a new product for the market to take on The crew can speak intelligently about it because operations was plugged in and we're marketing it through all of our marketing channels to make sure that customers are interested in it. If all those pieces don't come together, then it's going to fall flat. And so that's been a real big hurdle for us over the past couple of years, but I think we're making pretty significant strides there. Um, But it's still something that a lot of companies are trying to figure out how to navigate.
0: Okay, great. When, when you look at uh, customer loyalty, we, we love to get uh, kind of quantitative, uh, you know, responses with regard to what, what different terms mean. You know, so what does customer loyalty mean to your organization and, 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 and to you and to the organization, should I say?
1: Yeah, so I, I think it's actually easier to start off with what we think loyalty isn't, right? And I think a lot of companies look at loyalty as transactional. And especially when you're rolling out a loyalty program, companies think of it as you purchase something, you sign up for our program, and we give you points or discounts or dollars off, right? That to us is not a loyalty program. A loyalty program is really about establishing relationships with our customers. And so the ways that we can do that is by leveraging the data that we're able to uh, collect to provide more relevant hospitable, um, and uh, you know just better experiences for our customers. And I think that's really where loyalty plays the biggest role is how do you kind of build those emotional connections with customers with the limited data that you are able to connect or collect. So that to me is, is the biggest opportunity for us. Um, I also think McDonald's is a little bit unique in the sense that most people across the globe, If you talk to them, someone for the most part has an emotional connection or an emotional story about McDonald's, whether it's, you know, birthday party they had when they were younger or always going to McDonald's after a sports game or things like that. So it's how do we leverage our brand kind of uniqueness and positioning to be able to expand upon those experiences and really strengthen the emotional connections that a lot of customers already have with us. Um, And a loyalty program is just one avenue to do that. Absolutely,
0: yeah. I think you uh, also talked about technology. You guys uh, do a great job of developing your own technology, investing, and, and kind of rolling it out as uh, it's appropriate to markets. But uh, many brands struggle with getting technology right to you know create that simple, you know, effective, uh, measurable process, both on the employee side and just from the technology side. You know, how does McDonald's address this so effectively, both here in the U.S. and also internationally?
1: Um, I would say it's still a work in progress, right? but but the way that we've been able to address it so far is through just our overall structure and setup. And what I mean by that is we have a centrally controlled product team that engineers and builds features and we try to build, as much centrally as possible without having to hand it off to the markets and have them do tons of localization for fiscal, legal, et cetera reasons. The the ability for us to kind of pull all of that into centralized head of code helps us uh, with stability, it helps us with testing, it helps us deploy faster. So it's been a little bit of a balance of how much do you wanna develop internally at a central global level and then how much do you uh, allow the markets to really have flexibility and, and customize things? Because the more you customize, that's kind of where you fall into some of the issues of, you know you didn't test a certain scenario or there's a local configuration that you weren't aware of and that's breaking software. So it's really the art and science of that. I think the other piece too is how you structure your teams from a development and feedback perspective. So if I'm building a product centrally, I need to make sure that I have the right structure and resources of people out in all the different markets, being able to collect the information about what works and what doesn't work, and then level that up in a consistent uh, format across all the different countries so that I can look at it and say, okay, we have a problem here, we have an opportunity here, and we can go and and make some actionable uh, change against it. If you're getting all sorts of different types of data from different markets, it makes it really challenging to um, innovate and iterate on your product. Absolutely.
0: Um, you you talked about the designing of the program. I know uh, you launched the U.S. Uh, customer multi program last year. Uh, great success, hitting a lot of great numbers. Uh, you know, how did you go about designing the program? You you launched uh, other programs a little earlier across the globe, but, you know, what was the most valuable thing you learned while developing the program and rolling it out?
1: Yeah, so I think uh, launching the loyalty program in the U.S. was a really interesting and fun challenge for us to have. We have, obviously, our, our biggest customer base is in the U.S., so we wanted to make sure that we got it right. The other thing that a lot of companies realize is you can't launch a program and then just roll it back if it's not successful because customers have already become accustomed to that loyalty program and they feel like something's taken away from them. So it's really important for us to get it right out of the gate. We did tons of different research on almost every different aspect of the program. Everything from how many tiers should we have? Should it be points-based? Should it be discount-based? Um, how many, how much... Should the value of the points be worth? All of that uh, different you know, um, levers that we had within the constraint of loyalty, we tested to, to no extent, right? It was huge. Um, I would say the biggest thing that we probably learned was that customers are looking for a simple, easy to understand program and they want it to be differentiated, but they want it to be differentiated in a way that's unique to that brand. And so what I mean by that is customers typically, I believe the stat is they belong to about 11 different loyalty programs. And that could be like Amazon Prime, it could be you know Netflix, whatever it is. But customers don't want to have to work through different programs differently. They want a clear understanding of how much value they're getting for a certain action. So that's not really where you want to differentiate. Where you want to differentiate is in the value that you're providing to the customer. And for us, that was our food because our whole you know company re- revolves around the craveable menu items that we serve to our customers. So how do we leverage a loyalty program and keep food and our craveable menu items at the core and use that as kind of a launch point for our program and then develop it from there? So that was the biggest learning we got. And it was really successful. We've, I think we're nine months in now and already have about 33 million users uh, on the program. So it's been huge and it's been a great success to watch.
0: That's awesome. And when you look at uh, employee engagement, you talked about this a little bit earlier. Your previous role was uh, very focused on kind of employee uh, centric design. You know, how does employee engagement and customer loyalty uh, kind of go together? I mean, how are the employees trained or are they they engaged differently today than maybe before to understand the true value of the customer? And, you know, how how is that uh, focused uh,
1: within McDonald's? Yeah. I mean, for us, it was huge. Um, One of the first data points that we looked at when we were building the loyalty program was what are some companies that have really successful loyalty programs, not just in the food and beverage industry, but in all industries. And then let's break that down to understand what makes them successful. One of the things that we saw consistent across the board was that your employees and your crew have to be advocates for the program because they are the front line between the customer and this program, right? If they're not bought into it, if they don't think it's an easy to use and compelling program, they're not going to want to tell customers about it. So how do we make a program that our customers and crew can both be a part of so that they understand how it works and how to sign up, all that sort of stuff, but then also, what do we have to do in addition to just making the program accessible to them to make them experts on how it works? So we actually had a really robust uh, crew training and uh, loyalty onboarding program before we even launched uh, in July of last year. And so we got a, we got some pretty creative ideas with how we can really make them advocates of the program. Um, and some of those, those concepts we've still kept in place today, but I'll tell you one that was really successful was, uh, we award loyalty points to our crew members when they complete certain training related to, uh, my McDonald's rewards. So it's compelling for them to want to go through the process and learn how it works because at the end of it, they'll get loyalty points that they can then redeem for free food. So that was a really cool way for us to, to bring them in, uh, and help them become advocates for the program. That's
0: awesome. Uh, it's great to not only let the employees be part of the program because some brands kind of restrict that, but uh, to incent them to uh, kind of engage, it, it helps them kind of advocate for it, as, as you mentioned earlier. When, when you look at uh, customers, they're changing a lot. We heard it uh, before COVID here, during COVID, uh, and as now we're coming out. You know, how do you feel your customers are changing, maybe at McDonald's, but maybe in, in the QSR industry in, in general? And you know, How are you adapting to that change?
1: Yeah, I would say there's, there's two key ways that I see personally. And one is uh, in what the customers are looking for in terms of convenience. And the second is relevancy. So from a convenience point of view, what I mean is that uh, probably about you know, 10, 20 years ago, convenience for customers meant driving a mile down the street and there was a McDonald's you know half a mile down the road that they could go to. Today, convenience for customers means that they can open up their phone, go to an app and have food delivered to them. So it's really a reinventing of what is convenience and how do we make sure that we're still top of mind and still the most convenient brand for our customers to order from. So I think that's one key challenge that we're trying to to overcome and, um, and make strides with. And more recently, one of the things that we did to help with that is the launch of delivery. So by getting all of our restaurants on delivery platforms, we now are able to take advantage of that new convenience for our customers. The second place where I really see a a shift is in relevancy. So customers now more than ever are are providing more data to to companies, whether that's through loyalty programs or because of how they're purchasing um, or whether or not they're just signing up uh, and sharing that data proactively. That information is then being used by all sorts of different companies to provide relevant and compelling experiences and promotions and discounts. If you look at Amazon today, when you sign up for Amazon Prime, they understand everything about what you'd like to order, what you have ordered in the past, and things that they think you might want to order in the future. If we're able to take some of those learnings and apply that to McDonald's, it will make the experience for our customers that much more seamless, that much more convenient. And it's getting to a point where customers are expecting that type of behavior when they go into a restaurant or into a a store. So if we're not capitalizing on that, we're definitely falling behind. But I think McDonald's is set in a really uh, strong position to take advantage of some of those trends.
0: Okay. And then the last question we have for you Bryce, is when you look at uh, again, innovation uh, going forward, what is the next big thing for McDonald's uh, approach to customer loyalty?
1: Yeah, so I would say it's, um, it's really about capitalizing on the personalization and connected experiences. Um, it's all about how do you leverage the information that we have about what you like to order, when you order, who you're ordering for. How do we take that? and make your experience either faster, more uh, friendly, or how do we just leverage that to improve uh, your overall level of service that you receive when you walk into a McDonald's? So that's probably the next big trend for us. I would say we're definitely uh, continuing to innovate in terms of the program structure that we have as well. So it's a very um, very specific points for free product based uh program that we have today but we're constantly looking at different ways to innovate in ways that mcdonald's uh can only do so that it's a program that continues to grow and is compelling for customers not just today but it's something that they're excited about moving forward
0: okay well this is great uh bryce thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today it was uh definitely informative both from a international and kind of a domestic perspective just how you're putting the focus on the brand and also the consumer and and, the, and your employees so uh very compelling story and it was great to hear. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. It was great to talk to you. Absolutely. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you join us back again for another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty series. Have a wonderful day.